0: Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Ramley. Thank you for joining me for this particular podcast. Before we dive into the topic today, I just thought I'd do a little bit of self-promotion. My new book, Crown, Playing in the Shadows is Out. It's on Crown Casino. You can find it at wilkinsonpublishing.com.au and a range of other online bookstores and, 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 and bricks-and-mortar stores as well. Now on to business. Uh, the recent... Uh, Closure of or the the end of the prosecution of uh, Bernard Caleri, a lawyer representing uh, Witness K uh, in a court case related to uh, issues that the Australian government itself caused when it uh, sought to bug and indeed did bug um, the uh, the headquarters, the government and um, Timor. The uh, and There are a string of matters that need to be discussed here because it relates to the behaviours of government with allies and overseas friends. It relates to how people deal with whistleblowers and also how we maintain a, a, a level of, of decency with countries in the region and also how we reform government Practices and, and, and over time. Now, joining me today is someone who knows a lot about government. Uh, he's rather outspoken on Twitter. Um, he's also had. He's got a deep experience in organisational behaviour and how to change things. A gentleman by the name of Steve Davies, and Steve's uh, Steve's got an interesting perspective on, on all of this with a lifetime of experience in the public service. Steve, thank you for joining me.
1: My, my pleasure,
2: Tom.
0: Uh, now the. Before we dive into a raft of other topics which which I know we will, um, a springboard for for our discussion today is really the uh, the winding back of the prosecution of Bernard Gally. It received a lot of media coverage for understandable reasons. but you've seen government departments close up and government behaviour close up. How significant is this? pullback of the prosecution by Mark Dreyfus, the Attorney General.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's hugely significant, Tom. Uh, you know, um, to pull back from something that the government has expended so much effort on, a great cost to taxpayers, is massively significant, because sitting behind all that is an entire system of what we do to whistleblowers, and that ranges from well, I'll start at the apex of it. You know, ultimately, it means that we'll come after you with the full legal resources of the uh the commonwealth, right? And money's no object through to where people uh make disclosures internally and promptly get attacked, undermined, discredited via things like the human resource function, via the APS code of conduct if they're public servants and so on. And that's the point, there's an entire system behind this, it's operated like clockwork for decades and now on this particular case they, they go, no, that's it, end of story. The thing is, it's not the end of the story. It's the beginning of the story about what needs to be done to change that system and what drives it. What drives the abuse of legal and administrative power?
0: Let me me take that point up because someone, uh, and and the listeners should be aware of this, Steve and I have spoken on on quite a few occasions on a range of issues with organisational behaviour and and, then the philosophy of it. Um, it, it, There is a danger, isn't there, with the discontinuation of the Kaliri prosecution, that people will see it as a closure of a matter um, and very rapidly forget the significance of why it occurred and why it's had to be discontinued, mm. Mm. which is points to something that uh, Gordon Allport wrote many, 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 many decades ago in back in the early part of the last century mm. um, related to the, the philosophy of the, the newspapers and how the media seeks closure.
2: Mm
0: and to move on to stuff, because the audiences can't cope with things being unresolved.
1: Mm. 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 No, there is a da- there is a danger in that, and it, and, it, and in part that's due to the way the law works. So well, the law works on precedent, so there's case number one, case number two, case number three. So, for example, we've got Bernard Kaleri, we've got Richard Boyle from the ATL, there's David McBride and numerous others, right? Um, and the pattern is the same time after time, which is to attack people and shut them down, and as part of that, discredit them, um, etc. So it would be similar stuff happens to members of the public who persist with complaints against government agencies. right? Uh, so the story's not over, particularly when you think that, I mean, I hate the term whistleblowing, okay, when people make disclosures concerning bad behavior and practices in, in government and the public service, what they're telling you is things are not well, things are, things are broken. Now, you would think because imagine if, if Apple computer or whoever behaved like this, you'd think you got, you'd look at something calmly and objectively. You wouldn't get the knives out at the drop of a hat. And then you'd say, this is valuable. This is information we need to know. We've got a problem. Yeah, we'll fix it. Right? The problem we've got is this is a long-lived culture in both politics And the public service, right, to shut things down and get them off the books. The problem, the result of that is the problems fester and grow. And that's the interesting thing about uh, Richard Richard Boyle's whistleblowing, because Richard and I have spoken extensively. And it's the same deal. You raise an issue, raise a problem, it's seen as a threat and therefore it has to be dealt with. That means the individual spoken out has to be dealt with. So, and that colours the way that the whole system operates. So, for example, when Christian Porter was Attorney General, right? Um, I forget which, it was, a, I think it... I forget which politician it was, but there was a Senate inquiry into the operation of the model litigant obligations. There, as it were, they they are the rules that say just because uh, government's got a pile of money, a pile of money, they will not throw millions of dollars to deal with someone legally when the problem is, you know, fairly small, etc. Yet they do do that. That's how they. Uh, that, that's how they get away with uh, the amount of financial effort they put into dealing with David McBride, Richard Boyle, Bernie Coleridge. All right. So on paper, the rules say they can't do it, but they're not enforceable, right? When that review was done, yeah, it, it was a Senate inquiry. You had a bucket of submission from legal firms and community facing legal firms and other other entities their submissions all said yeah it's broken we've got to solve this those rules have to be have to be uh, need to be enforceable right it is very telling that for example the Attorney General's Department the Australian Taxation Office Human Services and others but I'll limit it to those three for this conversation all said, no, there's nothing to see here. It's fine. Nothing needs to change. Right? Everybody else says it is broken because well, you've got a rule that's unenforceable. It's unenforceable so you can continue to throw money at a case to win at all costs. It is an
0: interesting issue here that uh, it, it plays out, yeah. when um, when you look at all three cases that have been talked about in the public domain,
2: mm.
0: um, if we take Kileary particularly, given that that one's now been resolved, mm. how much do you think, how great a role do you think, you know, the um, ego of the administration plays a part in its decision to keep wanting to belt the crap out of somebody. It's
1: hard to tell in terms of expressing um, whether it's down to one person's ego. Uh, So I want to add something to that. We know politicians don't like to lose, right? I've run this up the flagpole. We're going after someone. We've spent this amount of money. Once you go down that, down that path, we've got to win, right? So, so they,
0: it's, it's about it, it, victory. Victory equals making sure you save face, doesn't?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also to send a signal that to everybody else to shut up, than this will happen to you, right? And that's the common goss in the public service. Don't speak up, otherwise you'll get your head chopped off.
0: But, so what we have is a situation where governments are afraid to lose to, to lose space in the public domain by... You know, yep, yep, yep. By, and then
1: the, what runs through their risk-averse minds is that, oh, well, if, if, if we suddenly start, you know... Yes, we've dealt with the Bernard Cleary matter, there's the other matters... Uh, with the other individuals I mentioned, we can't let that. We can't. We can't go too far with it, because then everyone will think they can get away with speaking out. All right. Now, their retort to that will be, "Well, we've got the. Uh, we've got an act that protects whistleblowers. No, we don't have an act that that actually protects whistleblowers. What we've got is a is a system." that is gamed by agencies the act is not current act is not worth the paper it's written on
0: we'd hmm. we've mentioned the legislation in place now hmm. um, you've said that it's not adequate when it comes to protecting hmm. um whistleblowers hmm. What, in your words, are the weaknesses that that legislation has?
1: I think the, the big weakness, the underlying one, is that whistleblowing is seen as the exception rather than the rule. And there's a lot of wriggle room for... Well, you're doing a number of things. You're giving people an identity as a whistleblower. So they create a them-us situation from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's no ac- no accident that certainly in the public service, people who make disclosures suddenly find themselves subjected to being more, a, more closely managed by human resources, for example. Um,
0: Is this they- in the context of um, being... Performance managed out of the organisation?
1: Uh, in practice, and I've experienced it myself, what they what they do do is try and bestow a troubled identity on people. Right? Once you bestow an identity, so you go whistleblower, troublemaker, whistleblower, troubled identity, you can't trust what they say.
0: Isn't there something else that, also comes into play um, yeah you know in a collegiate environment like a government department or a government agency um, you mentioned the notion of whistleblower troublemaker mm. but then there's also not a team
2: player
1: that does enter into it and this is where there's a simple level to this right when you have a look at all the functions that come into play to deal with people who raise inconvenient truths or question—it's mm-hmm. all your corporate functions: human resources, communications, etc. And they're pretty constant right across the public service. So it's all of those functions that kick in. The um, so that is predictable. Um, that in turn, I mean, people will then go, oh, so-and-so's being closely met. You know, pe- as much as they don't mention it, people cotton on and people learn to shut up. They see what happens to others. right? And the more or less complicated, well, not not really complicated, the human element of that Revolves around the culture that all, all not only reflects the culture, it shapes the culture as well, and it's a culture of silence, and it's a, it's a, it's again, it's about censoring the conversation rather than dealing with substantive issues. So, for example, right, um, something that might be yes, it's a serious problem, but it's small. by putting people through the meat grinder, right, the problem grows, doesn't go away. And That's why we're at the point now where here we are in 2022 and we're hearing we need a National Integrity Commission. Should have been done decades ago.
0: This is a, its an interesting question when we come to talking about a an anti-corruption or an integrity commission. Hmm. Because the question, a question does arise, doesn't it? Um, As to whether there's scope for enhancing, for example, the the resources and capability and funding of a body like the ANAO.
2: Mm, mm,
0: mm. Um, Because the work that the ANAO does is done in accordance with a far-reaching act. Mm. Uh, anybody that fails to cooperate with the ANAO in terms of the provision of documentation can find themselves in court. Mm. And the, the ANAO's reports are, by their very nature, independent. So there's no... It's unlike a parliamentary committee that, you know, that can come up with a majority view and then a minor uh, sort of a dissenting opinion uh, to the majority from those people who don't like what's been said or what's been found or what recommendations are being made. Mm.
2: Um,
0: To to what extent is this a discussion that needs to be broadened about properly funding existing accounting mechan- uh, accountability mechanisms, yeah. but also you know, creating an integrity commission. Because right now, well, I'm I'm hearing a lot of people talk about an ICAC, certainly yeah. on social media, where yeah. the refrain is, "You need one."
2: Yeah.
0: Um. That's heading That's adding or rather renovating the system adding adding a room to the system mm. whether the other whether the other my question is whether the other bits of the room also need to be you know um, strengthened and and had some cladding and whatever else put up
1: absolutely um the the way I look at it this is this you look at the way ICACs are framed around the country and you know. The National Integrity Commission is just an ICAC under another another name. Um, They all have a very strong legal component, right? And that's the lens through which typically they look at it. Beefing up the ANAO, which you could look at the ANAO as essentially being a powerful research arm, right? So, logically, you'd want that to feed into it as as, as well. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of grunt to be gained by harnessing the exper- expertise of outfits like the ANAL to do that chunk of the function. I think we need to look at this. Is If you just talk about this as an integrity function, Yes, you want an ICAC-type thing. Yes, you want a research component. And definitely, yes, you need an education component. Right? The education component would need to function on behaviours and practices so we can forget about the waffle about talking about culture because what under, underpins culture is the behaviour and practices that we see. Particularly, especially, uh, in relation to how organisations, government departments and politicians manage situations where they're being told something's broken and boy, oh boy, I've got bad news for you. And that's what whistleblowers do. And they're they're targeted for doing so. They should be regarded as a an asset,
0: but right, uh, I guess it, introducing something new, but building up yep. existing functions is where your is where your mind's at at the moment in terms of imp- improving what people do now. Yeah, but also ensuring there's another there's another body in place to do what people uh, out there would like to see. Done yeah, in more because the problem
1: the problem we've got is there's a wealth of information. I mean, people need to ask themselves how many culture surveys that we had across the APS. How much stuff have they been looking at whether people comply with X, Y, Z? It's gone on and on and on for decades, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yet here we are again with. Similar, with the same with problems persisting um, given my background in organizational development I, I, I'm putting I put that down to you know outfits like the Public service Commission will talk about culture and measure culture till the cows come home but what's it achieved nothing all
0: right um, you, I mean you haven't seen the cows come back through the gate yet have you no
1: no no no. Whereas if we hone in on behavior and practices in an organization, which is where Albert Bandura's work comes in, then you can be far more precise about what, is, what are the set of behaviors and practices, the indications of those that actually tell you things are not well. Beforehand, prevention's better than cure.
0: Now, there is something else you mentioned in terms of education that I wanted to expand upon before we uh, before we kind of move into a couple of final observations. Hmm. Education um, can take several forms when it comes to uh, issues of ethics, corruption, integrity. Hmm. Now, one of them is the setting of uh, appropriate examples, in the workplace and mm-hmm. rewarding uh, rewarding behavior that is organization building mm. rather than organo- rather than uh, rewarding behavior that is designed to mm-hmm. keep keep mistakes hidden mm. and unrepaired. but the other thing that's, that's equally critical is the role of continuing education outside of a department, uh, mm. to what extent uh, do you think universities have a role to play in the provision of uh, the, the, a, a theoretical base mm. for uh, the identification of and the, and the dealing with corruption in the public sector? Um.
1: Absolutely essential in my view. Um, after all, a lot of affairs, yeah, you know, a lot of public servants, um well, people who wish to be public servants go through our university, through our tertiary system of education. Uh, absolutely crucial. Because to a lot to a lot of people, to the bloke in the street, to someone who's new, fresh out of university, it becomes it's a mysterious black box. That there's, One of the reasons for that is so that you go, oh, i just got to fit in here and it'll be all right. But unless you've got a solid lens, set of glasses through which to critically look at and understand what you're seeing, then all, all that happens is you'll get some people who will say, well, I've been here for X period of time. I don't like it. I'll oh, piss off, right? You get others that go, oh, that's the way we things really work around here. I'll shut up and just do my job. And to give people a concrete example of what that translates as for Australians on the ground, look no further than the robo Debt exercise, right? Massive use of data on, on people on an industrial scale and people died, Right? So all the way along the line, there would have been politicians involved, of course, who said, we're going to do this. Then all along the line, there would be public servants who worked on that, right? And where were the voices of dissent about doing something with data and technology on an industrial scale? That in a way that completely lost sight of the population they were dealing with that resulted in death, right? And that's what happens if you have a closed system that basically says, shut up and follow your orders. You know, Nazi Germany did the same, by the way. Then harm is caused. And then what you've done is created a situation where, you know, one person might bob up, the whistleblower, and say, "Hey, this is this is broken. This is wrong." Here's the here's the negative consequences. People will die. Uh, no, it should have been spoken about all the way through, and that way you prevent bad things being done.
0: You've seen the public service in action over the years. We come back to that issue education and building a bit of a moral uh, moral basis or an ethical basis.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Is this something that needs to happen? And I I, I mentioned the the use of graduate certificates by universities as the smaller Mm. qualifications in this context. Mm. Is this something that needs to happen when somebody joins the public service early, then they start, Doing a particular uh, program of training so that once they get, once they complete that and then get practice under their belt at the same time, Mm. you're building a person, you've got a person that's uh, able to make better decisions on the ground.
1: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Mainly because it's, you know, at the, uh, There is a tendency to go, okay, it's a straightforward technical thing. Tick the boxes and then you follow the process. Delving into the impact of an initiative on people is more complex. So you need a set of reliable glasses, which is why... Or band, you know, ban- We should pick up work like Albert Bandura's, translate that into c- tr- very clear training courses for mm-hmm. from, for the new employee through to the management all the way. You can't just go chop. They've done a course and that's it. This requires maintenance because it would repre- represent you, a trying. significant cultural shift.
0: Yeah. A course is a is a is a is a springboard into rather than a completion of mm, mm, a discipline. Yeah, yeah. Um just for listeners before we before we sort of wrap things up, uh Albert Bandura is a renowned uh, I guess you'd say sociologist and philosopher who's looked at the issue of moral disengagement yeah. and how various organizations fail mm. when what they when they become in effect machines yeah uh, and uh, don't apply um, uh, what we would generally call a, a moral judgment when yeah. they operate when they're operating um, on a day-to-day basis yeah Now, see we, we've actually covered a lot of ground in the time we've spoken and we should do it again at some point but if people are interested in touching base with you, uh, what is the what is the best way for them to connect?
1: Uh, well my public email address is steve eight davies at gmail.com. So if they want people want to flick me an email then, then we can take it from there and communicate by another means. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Osloop.
0: You can find Steve online. Uh, Twitter is probably the easiest way to find him at Osloop and you'll uh, you'll see his contributions to public discourse on a range of (laughs) topics and and accompanied by at times colourful reactions from some of the people with which he engages. Um, It's an absolute blast to have a look at. Steve, thank you so much for joining me for for this podcast. We should do it again.
1: We might have to. Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been talking to Steve Davies, a retired public servant, but also someone who's had an enormous experience in uh, information technology development as well as organisational behaviour.
2: Um, and we'll be back reasonably soon with another podcast.